Hello and welcome to my podcast, uh, Figuring It Out with Izuin. My name is Izuin and today we have a guest on our show, um, a really, really old friend of mine that I haven't met in a very long time. Um, here's Dennis. Dennis, how are you today? I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, it's actually kind of late now in Malaysia, I guess. So, um, I, But usually I don't sleep really early, so I'm actually still working. My brain is still working right now. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting how some people like work really well at night and some people work really well at during the day. And then you know, there's a lot of debate about you know how the nine to five doesn't actually work for a lot of people, but that's a different conversation. Um, so yeah, today Dennis is here to talk uh, with me and talk kind of chat about the topic, kind of like both of us lived abroad. Um, well, I am currently living abroad and he lived abroad for about a year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, a Did year you, in Germany. In Germany. And kind of we I was kind of thinking, what is it that people that live abroad whenever they go home back to their home country what is it that they always kind of observe that was different and how it has impacted them so today we're going to talk about how you know living in a different culture different city different uh, part of the world have changed their perspective so Daniel, tell us more about yourself kind of what you're doing currently um hobbies interests and why did you pick uh, germany yeah, okay. So, hi guys again. I am Dennis. I'm currently um, 23 years old uh, from Malaysia, um, Malacca. It's a state where there's a lot of um, history going on and stuff like that. So, currently, um, I'm actually, um, I just graduated uh, from a mass communications degree. So, obviously, I studied mass communications. So, I'm um, going to intern soon um, with a um, Singapore-based company, but in Malaysia. Um, doing videography, photography, and some a lot of uh, mod, um, liasing with models to do some shoots and all that. And um, technically, my hobby technically is photography and videography came off um, technically in when I was like 14 years old. I was really interested in um, photography, videography, because part of it also was because that I was um, part of the school magazine team. And I had to take a lot of um, memories and captures. And why did I choose Germany? Uh, it was because when I was actually um, offered to go for the program, in a way, like introduced to the program, um, it was from a senior and she went to Germany. And mm-hmm. it was very interesting in a way that um, the way that she explained her experience while she was in Germany was very, very exciting. And I thought of like, you know, um, why not go experience something new for me? So I was like, yeah, let's let's just try out and see what um others others think in another whole region or yeah. part of the world. So yeah, that's where I landed and how I got to Germany for a year. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, um, I we actually met at the interview and um, I actually got it, but my parents wouldn't allow me to go abroad, so that was a bit unfortunate. But, you know, it was still a really nice learning experience to know that the people that, you know, went to the interview, interview with got um, overseas opportunities. And that's, that's really great that you've um, actually heard about the, op- like, um, the German opportunity from your senior. Because um, I, I, I wouldn't know anyone personally that would, well, except for my parents that lived abroad. But yeah, then that I wouldn't. So kind of tell us more about your experience in Germany. Um, what kind of like um who do you stay with how long um I'm assuming you went to school there for a while just kind of yeah 
everything that you've done uh, you were doing there so thankfully um when i first went there it was the whole new world and how it started off was that uh, I was going there like with uh, people that were also going from Malaysia to Germany for, for a year exchange. And they were like, the, the, the time on the flight, there was like me and another three friends going there. And it was, um, it was good that, you know, um, that we had, we had this cohort together going to Germany together because I know some people that actually had to fly there alone. And it was really scary because like um, they are in a new country and things like, you know, most of the people that don't speak English in a way. Yeah. But when you're at the international area, they, they do speak English. But then like after that, you know, it's all German down all the way. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to Cologne. Uh, first, when we landed, we were in uh, the Frankfurt International Airport. Mm-hmm. And then we were there. We took like, uh, I took an hour train to Cologne, which was, uh, oh, sorry, two hours train uh, to Cologne. And that was where I lived for a year. And I stayed with a very, very um, close-knitted family uh, in a place called Curtin. That's nice. And yeah, and they were very, very welcoming. Like, I still remember on the first day itself, I was actually having motion sickness because um, oh. that was like my first time traveling um, 16 hours on the mm. flight to somewhere far. And I was having motion sickness where I couldn't even like actually survive. And like, in, I couldn't even like eat the food given on the flight itself and um, they were very very calming and all and then when I reached um, the house I was like one I was super tired because mm-hmm. of the flight and everything mm-hmm. and secondly I was actually sick so it was great that actually my fa- my my host mother uh, she's a nurse and oh it's so cool yeah it's a nurse and she can um, actually like help me get easier access to medicines and all when I'm sick so she had she took the effort to like when she brought me home not only like she had to went out again she went out again and to to go and get like medicine from like her sister because like um there, there were medicines that she knew that could help me so i took the medicine and immediately i fell asleep on the first day mm. so, so on the first day i didn't really do much but like it was really really um fun mm. to know that like someone that is so far away from your home your real home and you only know them for like let's say um an hour mm. and they care for you um as much as how your original home fa- home family cares about you so that's that's really nice to know and very appreciative of like uh what they have done for someone new to their home yeah, yeah. are you still in contact with the family now yeah i am i am um we we wish each other during our birthdays um uh, like happy uh, mother's day um yeah, we, we do really keep in contact and technically me keeping in contact with them also helps me to uh, make sure that my German do not run mm, yeah, off yeah. from what I remember. So yeah, that, that really helps me a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really cool. I think we were friends on Facebook then and then you were sharing all these pictures and then you were like talking, like you were posting in like German. And I was like, oh, this is such, this is a really, really cool experience um, that you were you were having at that time. I was very envious. I was very jealous. I was like, oh, I wish that was me. Um, but, you know, that's history. And I am in Scotland. So in a way, it's kind of a blessing. Um, so, yeah, you kind of mentioned that a lot of people there don't speak English. And that's kind of um, allowed you to learn a third. Well, I'm assuming. Wait, how many languages do you speak? I, I speak. Okay. Speaking wise, I speak 
English, Malay, Chinese, Mandarin, and um, German. So like four. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so I, I was gonna say that was the third, and I'm like, wait, you're Chinese, so you would most probably <laughs> speak a couple like um other Chinese kind of language. So you speak four. Um, so obviously that kind of is one part of your experience. It was a bit kind of like you had to adjust to. Um, but what was what from you? What was kind of like when you were there was the biggest ex- like bizarre experience you have encountered when you first um, arrived in the country? One of the first thing that I feel that was very, very um, bizarre was um, so when I first arrived in the uh, Frankfurt airport, mm. we were brought to a room to like um, stay there for a while because uh, we had to wait for our train to come. Okay. So there, there, was a, there was a gap time there. So when I was there, um, we were given like food, water, and stuff like that to to like chill there, right? So when when I was chilling there, I t- I took I took a bottle of water. So I didn't see uh whether it was um sparkling water mm. or um just normal plain water. So I just took it, and then when I opened it, it kind of like burst out because yeah. it has uh, sparkle sparkles in it. Yeah. So I started drinking it. At first, like when it sparkled, I was shocked. Then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm thirsty. Let's just forget about what happened, and I'll drink the water. When I drink the water, it was like sparkling water. So you taste the the sparkles in your mm. mouth, in your tongue, but you just don't taste the sweetness. So it's like very weird because weird, we're very yeah. used to Coke, we're very used to Pepsi, where there's sweet with the sparkles, right? Yeah. But when I drank plain water with sparkles, I was like, whoa, wait, what is this? I couldn't even drink it. Like I couldn't even like. Um, drink down the water because like it was too much sparkle in my mouth then I went to them and I was like oh is there another drink then I saw oh there's like plain without sparkle water and I think that was the most bizarre one that f- the first thing that I landed on Germany and that was the most bizarre one and I was like and because of that uh, I couldn't actually couldn't even drink like sparkling water for the first um, two to three months mm. Because um, that was uh, very strange and very new to me. But when I started doing sports in um, Germany itself, like I felt these buckle water is actually very, very nice mm. to consume it after sports. Because it's kind of like, it gives you the energy back on track. Because it kind of refreshes you in a way. Yeah. Well, I... If anyone knows me personally, like I am obsessed with sparkling water. Um, so I have actually have this machine in my flat that I haven't used in a long time because, like you say, that it gets too much. Um, it, it does get too much. Um, that I can actually make sparkling water from that machine. It's, Is it called like Soda Stream? Yes, I, yeah, Soda Stream. It's first of all, it's like everyone thinks I'm weird here to like sparkling water, eh? And I have a couple like German friends, um, but they kind of live like all over the world, but they're studying in Scotland right now. Um, and then they say like sparkling water is like huge in Germany. And then they didn't think I was weird because I was like literally like, um, so I did a musical a couple years ago and I was bringing sparkling water with me every time I go like to, for practice. And everyone's saying like, oh, you're disgusting, Izuin. Like, what is this? And I'm, my friends who's, you know, German, um, at practice with me and they're like yeah sparkling water and I didn't know that was like a thing in Germany is like it's like normal because like obviously in like in Malaysia is like 
you drink water or you drink like um coke and those you know those type of drinks and as well as like tea and coffee um but yeah um what sports did you do when you were in germany i actually like took up badminton so i go um every wednesday to badminton mm. um sometimes they, they have it on every wednesday and saturday um, but then I only go for Wednesday because Saturday I usually have plans with the other exchange students that were in Cologne. So even though that like they were very friendly, like we went, I went there every week and like they even had a very big set off for me at the end of the whole exchange. And it was no, very, very cute. fun. And it's very, very, in a way, it's very fu- of a fun thing, but it's a very um, sad thing that when I had to leave, you know, every I, I just know that I couldn't meet them for a long time. I yeah. mean, not that I couldn't meet them anymore, but like, it's just for a long time I couldn't meet them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can talk more about kind of like your, um, the goodbye period. How is that? Because I'm also kind of experiencing thing and I'm graduating in like oh, three months and I don't know what I'm doing next. Um, but we can talk more about that um, for the more, um, later. So yeah. what was kind of like the main reason you wanted to um, live in Germany and live abroad for a while? Because um, actually, like, I was, I've been living in Malaysia for, like, 17 years. Yeah. And it's usually me that I like to step up and change my surroundings. Mm-hmm. So I like to live in somewhere new. I always like to live in somewhere that is not what I am, not what I used to live for the past yeah. few years. So I actually had, like, an, a one-week homestay program that I did in my school high school mm. because my high school has like a uh, connections with um Japanese high schools so we, I, I went to Japan for a week and the whole experience f- that week in Japan was very very fun and eventful and I I really really love the people there I really love the people there and I enjoyed myself uh, being like in um, one week exchange student in Japan so when I was introduced um to this program like again by my senior right I was very very um happy about it like I, I was like oh maybe I can experience the same thing that I experienced in Japan mm-hmm. and even longer for a year in somewhere new so I I took up to it I took the form and everything that I explained to my parents and like it was also because that I like to learn about cultures right so yeah. like us Malaysians we have um three different cultures like the three main different cultures in Malaysia itself, right? And I like to always like explore, even though when I was in Malaysia, like I like to go to uh, my neighbors that, that, are, that are of the Malay culture and experience what they do during Hari Raya and also mm. my friends during, my Indian friends during the Dipavali. I like to just know and experience what I do. And like, I really like the culture. So I was like, maybe it's something new for me and I could learn the German culture, not only like for a week, because when I went to Japan, I couldn't really learn much from the Japanese culture because yeah. it was just for a week. Yeah. But when I was there for, when I thought of it, like I'm going to be there for a year, you know, I can actually put it and learn it um, by myself practically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what actually like brought me up, like why I want to go abroad. Yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. I think for me, it's like, um, my dream was always to I want to explore the world like if I have enough money like one thing I want to do is to have a job and just be able to be a, a nomad like I don't want to be constrained to one place um, and it's definitely that it's definitely for me personally it's a lot more than just a culture it's very much like the mindset and the people that you interact with they're always like 
every individual that you meet, you kind of take something from them. And I think, I mean, it is, is in Malaysia, it's also a thing kind of like you meet new people and you get something from them. And, but then for me, I was like, if this is how I feel meeting new people in Malaysia, like how, how would it be if I were to live abroad? And um, so, yeah, that was kind of every, like from my perspective, at least. Um, so moving forward, throughout your time abroad, how do you have to adapt to socialize with the locals? Because, I mean, like you said, like in Malaysia, there's three different main um, kind of race and also the indigenous ones, but and obvi- obviously you have to adapt, but how did you personally adapt to the um, locals in Germany? The locals in Germany, um, I would say that um, I had, at first I had a very different mindset of like how um, the people of in Germany would like I I, would, mm. I know that they are very um, straightforward to you but I was believing that very strongly in a way that that made me had a wrong conception of how Germans are like yeah. and also because like I previously only went to like Malaysia and Japan it was a very Asian country you know the yeah. way they talk is always very reserved and they don't really tell you what you think in a way what yeah. they themselves think right so um, I was very um open when I first there but I was very open and I, I tell what I wanted but in a way it still kind of reserved me because that's how I was for the past 17 years but um, I didn't knew I didn't know I, I mean I didn't know that um, Germans were actually very um, shy oh. so so they they are actually very shy if they don't know you which yeah, which in a way sense. which in, which in a way um, lets you think that they are not friendly mm. So, so they, you think that they are not friendly, but in a way, when um when you're about to leave or when you're about to go somewhere that they wouldn't see you for, for a long time, they would actually like, hey, you know, I actually miss your presence and stuff like that. So they're actually very caring. Just that they're very shy in a way because like uh, we don't speak German mm. um, at first. And, and they know English, but in a way they are very shy that they might speak the wrong English and they might um, bring shame to themselves, right? So yeah. what, what did I try to adapt to was um, I actually talk to them in a very friendly tone in mm-hmm. every, time, uh, every time I see them in class and I try to break that barrier between uh, me and them. So I always like go up to them because the time I really don't understand German. Yeah. Uh, me, me copying notes in class was just me practicing my writing skills. Yeah. Because I just copy alphabet by alphabet. <laughs> and then when I uh, go up, like I ask them like, hey, what does this word mean? And I think that actually helps me to adapt to socialize. And I realized like, because uh, they, on- they, they only socialize best when you speak German. So mm. when I started to speak German, um, things were actually falling into place very much well because like they tells you they tell you even more on how they think about what you're doing and um, opinions from them I really received very much once like I started to understand German and I felt after that I felt like people were even more friendlier because mm. at first I was like really really lost and I was like oh my god why am I even um, doing this you know it, the passion of me like wanting to stay abroad kind of dies down because like I felt like all this journey throughout that first few months of journey I felt like I was very alone mm. and I had to take this fight myself but then throughout I realized that you know they're actually shy because they don't want to speak English and bring shame to themselves right so um, then I realized like actually they're very very fun people yeah I think that's the same thing kind of 
in Malaysia as well. Well, maybe not. I don't know from your perspective, but some people kind of want to show off that they can speak English. And then some people will be like, oh, I'd rather avoid talking to people because, you know, I don't have the best English. Um, but yeah, that's such a quite interesting observation. And I guess when I was, th- I was thinking about kind of like, do you think that's kind of similar to Japanese? I know you said you spent like a week there in Japan, but is there kind of a bit of similarity where they feel a bit reserved um, in that aspect from your perspective? I think, I think that um, it usually, this usually happens a lot in countries that only speak one language, like, like okay. Jap- Jap- they speak Japanese only and they speak German only or like countries that only speak, um, I don't know, the only thing that hit my mind is like maybe like countries that only speak Turkish only or stuff like that, mm. you know. I think that um, when their secondary language or their tertiary language is like English, mm. they would actually be very shy to actually speak um, English itself to foreigners or so, unless like they have been um, associating with English, the English language itself uh, for a long, long time in their life, then they wouldn't be actually um, shy to talk to you. Cool. Yeah, so that's actually really interesting as well. Thank you so much for explaining that. Um, so kind of next part is that how did living and socializing with people in Germany change your views towards your life, uh, towards the world, and as well as how did it question the things that you were kind of raised to believe in? Is there anything where it's like, oh, like a moment where you're like, oh my God, like this is, it's, there's so much more to um, life than what I've been thought. Is there any moment where you where you can kind of just ex- like you know explain that feeling? I think I think the friendships I made in uh, Germany itself, because like um, being like an exchange student, we not only like we meet people from Germany itself, we meet people from other yeah. countries like uh, Dominican Republic, uh, nor nor. Norway, Norway. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking of Norwegian. Then I was like, oh yeah, Norway. And um, yeah, I meet a lot of friends that are from different countries. And um, the thing is that we meet up only for like five minutes. And mm. the way we communicate, it was like already like we're best friends in a way. That's like cool, really, yeah. really close friends. And and that changed my point of view of like how making friends is really easy in a way that um, you don't need to spend like two months, a month to like um, make friends with um, someone, but you just need five minutes. And and the, the way is that it was also because like we had common interests in a way because we're all exchange students and we want yeah. to know a new culture. So we really click very well. And even that until today, we even click so well that as long as, even though that we don't speak like for a year or even like half a year when we started talking like out of the sudden we still click really well so I feel like one of the things that makes me wow the wow factor was like we can actually make friends with anyone and everyone um, just at how we approach it and that was like really new for me because um, friends I make before that was like it was because of school school like for like yeah, five, definitely. five years and also yeah that's what was really making me um, amused by it. That's really cool. Um, I'm actually, I, I don't, I mean, my parents will say this. Um, to them, they actually think I have no friends because I think I'm so scared of like 
because I think I have like such a big personality and I'm very opinionated and growing up I was always told kind of you need to suppress it you need to suppress it you can't have so much opinions you can't speak too much you can't speak too loud and that was really hard for me to make friends and I'm always kind of have to think twice about is it okay if I say this will they be okay with it and for me personally it's coming here it's like in Scotland is having the opportunity to speak my mind and I, I like the fact that I'm never going to be judged or questioned and this is the other thing uh, this is one thing and I, I hope you kind of you can experience it as well is that I, I was telling my friends kind of my opinion on like um female and male friendships in Malaysia and how's that developed and then there were so many questions like when I told my friends here they're like oh that's very interesting tell me more and I tell my friends like from Malaysia what do you think and then they're like so what are you going to do to change it like why do you think that way is why do you have to question so much in your life and I'm like um the two different responses is very like um I don't know it always affects me and you're definitely right it's the fact that living abroad you know you just see more you get to meet new people that you get to create different friendships than the one that you've um developed when you were in school and I'm as I don't know if you've observed that while you're being at university as well I think yeah I think that yeah it's very um very obvious on how you make friends in um like Asia, Asian countries and also in the Western countries because the, the friends that you make in like Asian countries like talking about like what you said uh, male and female friendships right I feel like it's because like the Asian um, the people in Asia right we have a very strong hold to our own tradition yeah and that's why that's why we um, are not used to male and female friendships but the thing is that in western countries is that um we the people in western countries they are very used to um anyone and everyone and they are very yeah. open about it so male and friendship question male and friendship male and female friendship questions is not even the question itself like they're just friends like in malaysia it's I like know, exactly exactly and, yeah yeah get what i mean yeah i, I oh my god like i I, I still struggle today. I, um, because I was thinking like, oh, I overthink a lot of things in my life. Um, uh, but what the one thing I was thinking in the past couple of weeks is that I'm, if if I were told to email a person that's a guy, and or a female, I'll be like more inclined to email the female person as soon as possible than a mean male person. Or if I were told like I'll be in a meeting with um, um certain people and then there will be like all male or there'll be like a couple male a couple female or like majority female I would have totally different uh feelings about it because I was how I was what I was telling my friends was that uh in Malaysia I'm not sure about your primary school but in my primary school we have to be divided like female and male are divided in a lot of things like you don't eat like we don't eat together. <laughs> I think even... it's much different for me because, like, I'm from an all boys school, and it's even oh. scarier for me. It's even yeah. scarier for me, exactly, like, to talk exactly. to a girl. Yeah, that was even scarier. I know, like, and even for me, like, even in high when I went to high school, and it was more kind of like or more um, relaxed in a way because you know I went to I don't know if you know college and so on. Oh, of course you know me when I was in yeah. high school. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, it was more relaxed. Even then, I was still kind of like 
worried like again it goes back to like being judged and stuff and it still affects me today I don't have a lot of male friends I'm so scared to make male friends and I'm so and I'm always kind of worried like is my opinion going like I'm still worried anyway is my opinion going to be like ridiculed because I'm a female and um I don't know as much again it goes to imposter syndrome but yeah this is a very big topic that I wanted to talk to my friends and back in Malaysia and then they're instantly kind of just like oh what are you going to do to improve the situation and I'm like well I I talk to meals it's not that I don't and then they're like oh then why are you complaining I'm like not complaining just saying an observation but yeah yeah, I think it's very different in a way that um the way that we think itself like because they always think that uh if you're talking if as a girl or as a guy if you're talking to your opposite gender it's always that you know they think that something is going on like a relationship or something but I think that uh, Malay- Mal- Malaysians or Asians in general needs to know that you know male and female friendships are really really okay yeah. and to be honest I have a lot of female friends and like I can say that I have more female friends than male friends in a way but like we're totally okay and we're, we're being like close best friends and it's totally fine yeah yeah Anyway, that's a different conversation, but moving on. Um, so next question, and after this, I'm going to kind of, I think we've, it's, uh, we've talked for a while now, um, but to, what was most probably the biggest mindset difference that you saw in the community that you lived in in Germany and the community that you're living in right now? I think the biggest difference in mindset in like both communities, it's the way we think. I was actually like, when, when I came back, um, from Germany to Malaysia I was actually pretty annoyed by very simple things that Malaysians do um, very very simple thing like um, cutting queues in Malaysia oh it I hate sounds, it it's, <laughs> no. it's Malaysia Malaysia it sounds very like a very simple thing like when someone cuts your queue in Malaysia you'll be like oh you know what because we don't want to cause a fight in Malaysia right normally right oh I give them I would give them a fight I'd be like bitch <laughs> I'm I've been standing here 10 minutes you don't have the right to cut through but I get what you mean <laughs> Correct, but like in Malay, I, I mean, I mean that's that's like your point of view in a way, right? But not yeah. all Malaysians are that. Yeah. But most Malaysians are like, you know what? I'm not just, I'm not gonna cause a commotion. I'm just gonna let you pass and let everything day, and I'm not gonna let you ruin my day. But that's not how I thought after when I came back from Germany because I was like, I was literally commenting on like, why, why do you even do that? Like, just because okay, you may be an elderly person or what, but you still are able to walk and still wait so I think that everyone deserves their own right so that was um, what actually something that opens up me after I came back from Germany mm-hmm. but the difference in mindset in a way that um, people in Malaysia tend to reserve reserve what they think um, and also because um, like I said when they reserve what they think in a way that see we when someone cuts our queue, we don't want to cause commotion. Yeah. But when in the Western side, I've experienced it with my host mother itself. Someone cut our queue and she literally bombed. She literally got uh, really angry and, and like caused it, caused like a real big commotion with the person itself. So I feel that that simple things, like even cutting queues, um, like um, going out, hanging out in... Uh, Germany and Malaysia has a really really big difference we don't need to look at like the big big large scale or how we work how we interact but just simple simple gestures um, can show different different mindset but the main thing of the difference is always um, 
how we think and how our side, which is the Asian countries, um, are very reserved in a way, and the Western side is very, very um, like when we want this, we tell you we want this. We don't uh, run around the bush or like go in many, many circles and tell you like we want this. So I think that is the real biggest difference mindset. That's really cool. Um, I mean, saying that I'm a bad bitch, I'm not a bad bitch. Actually, you remind me of a time I was in Tesco and I was buying snacks and it was, I was um, with my partner. And then um, a lady, like a, I'm not being... a I'm just going to reference this because I think it makes sense in the context that we were talking with. So a couple, a group of like old Asian ladies cut me like I was in Tesco buying snacks. Right. And then um, I don't know if it was obvious because I was queuing up, but like I was at the self checkout and I don't think it's some uh, you might have been you, like you would have experienced it when in Germany, but we don't really have a lot of self checkouts in Malaysia. But we, we, we do now. We do now. But oh, like, that's cool. At many places. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been home in like a year. Um, so that must be like a big change. But yeah, so I was um, just on the self-checkout and I was at a group of like Asian women just like cut through it. And I was like, and I went to my prayer. I'm like, oh my God, like I, I'm, I'm queuing up to my suite. And then these like four ladies just cut line. And then he's like, he went to them like, excuse me she's been standing here and then, I, and then I was like no 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 don't do it and it and the and then they were like no she wasn't she was kind of they were kind of like defending the fact that I wasn't queuing up at the right right space um but you know like that's one thing I guess is um yeah a lot of people in Malaysia they feel I'm not saying majority I'm not I'm saying most but I'm saying kind of a group of people feel like they have that authority of like if I feel older they would have the ability to i guess yeah be mm, i mean be first to go yeah. first right but yeah so you were saying kind of towards the end of your um stay what was kind of like the one thing that you were thinking and how did it feel um for you personally when you left and when you finally left what was it like um from your perspective it was actually a very really sad day and I was actually not looking forward to the day because like um so like exactly one month before I leave Germany it was my birthday and at that point of time I didn't I didn't want my birthday to come because like I knew after my birthday I would have to start preparing everything to go back and packing up something um that is a year is really a big thing like packing up Packing out something like if let's say you're studying abroad and you come back for like one month because of like holidays and stuff, it's still fine because you know that you're going back after that month. But the thing now is that you're packing up something a year and you're not coming that back yeah. there, maybe never coming back, or maybe even like for a long, long time. And that's and that's really, really sad because like um I I like how I lived during that time and I like the people there and I not not saying that I don't like the people at my home, but I really liked and enjoyed my whole time while I was in Germany. And it was really sad because like I knew that um I had to leave like my host mother and my host um family. Cause like during the whole stay, my host mother was like one of the most caring persons I've actually met. Um and also and also my host sister. Um she was like really caring in a way that um technically the whole exchange of accepting the whole exchange student in their home was like my whole sister's idea 
And oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and she was really, really um sweet um throughout the whole stay, and she helped me a lot because thankfully we are also in the same school and in the same class, and she helped me along the way um throughout and everything. So I feel I felt really, really sad um when I was leaving because like um there was so much memories made in a year that I could. That, that there was no year in my whole life that I made so much memories compared to that year when I went to Germany. And I would say that um, it totally changed my life on how I was and how I actually opened up to people. And now I would say that I open up to people very easily and I um, actually talk to them more and give up my opinions more. And people will be thinking like, hey, this guy, you know, why is he like talking so much in a way? But like, um, it's totally normal and I think Malaysians are actually transitioning towards it but in a way um, when on my last day there I was really really sad like even when I took the took the train because initially my host family wanted to bring me to the airport but yeah. then like things didn't work out and they were like oh we can only send you to the Cologne like central station so I was like kind of sad at that point but then like you know it's if it's um, if they have no choice they wouldn't have uh, if they had a choice, they wouldn't have chose like uh, to send me only to the train station. So yeah, I kind of like uh, cried when I was uh, leaving the train station uh, for the train to the um, airport. And it, it really shows that like how much um, the whole year meant to me because they really, really treat me well. No, I can totally relate to that. Like say that I think... Uh, I, I my heart because I sometimes I feel like crying even in thought of like I have to one day I live alone in my flat so I haven't really interacted with a lot of people but the thought of like I have to one day pick pack my whole flat in a in couple of like a lot of boxes and move back home is is a thought that I <laughs> I try to avoid as much as I can so for you how did you deal with it and when you came back was it time? Was it? Was there anyone that you had, you were able to kind of like confide in and talk about how you feel? I think it was also good that um, we had this group of people that went to Germany together, and we were very very close together, and we 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 flew back together uh, to Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And when we reached um, Malaysia itself, uh, we were talking a lot, talking our experience, and. Um, the thing is that we learned, I mean, I learned in a way that um, we have so much to talk about because we had a year um, to share to our friends and all that. But the thing is that we realized that a lot of people don't actually want to listen to what we talk. Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's our experience and they think that it's really boring because they didn't have, have, have experienced it before. So um, in a way that I always go back to um, help the organization uh, mm-hmm. because there were always new exchange students, right? So that is a way that I could share my experience and technically like um, release the each of me wanting to tell them the story, you know? Because like you always want to share your story because like every story of each other is different and you want to tell it out, you know, because you want to talk about it. So um I always go back to the organization and like meet new exchange students and talk about it. Or even like they when they have like um 
German exchange students coming down to Malaysia, I talk to them about it and like tell them my experience and we kind of relate because we kind of share stories um, about, I share stories like how, what I felt when I was in Germany and they share their stories, how, how did they felt uh, when they were in, when they are in Malaysia at that point of time. Yeah, so it can help go back on how my Malaysian life is. And I think now I would say I'm actually very, very, I'm actually much more Malaysian compared to when I was before. And although that, I still keep Germany very close to my heart. Yeah. Do you think you're going to go back one day and hopefully um, stay there for a while? Uh, my plan was to actually go back for a vacation. But huh. because of uh, the COVID and all, um, I actually plan to do it um, this year, end of this year, because like um, that's when I finish with my uh, studies and all, and I can go back because like I couldn't go back when like I'm having my studies because the semester break is just too course, short. Yeah. yeah, so I thought of going it, but because of COVID, I'm really not sure right now, but my plan has always been to go back like for a month and to celebrate like one of the biggest celebrations in Germany, which is um, Christmas with my family because Christmas Christmas is a very strong celebration or a very big celebration in yeah. Germany or in Western countries itself. And I really want to spend that time with uh, my family because that was like that was like the time that I spent with my family, uh, my host family, the best, the really, really best. Yeah. Yeah, I get me. Yeah. I, I mean, I've lived here since 2017 and it's, it's so weird. Like, obviously I don't celebrate Christmas but it's like there's this whole other level. I mean, we live in Malacca, so we have like the Portuguese element. We would have friends that are like um, Christian or they would just celebrate Christmas because that's something that they do. Um, and I'm still kind of like in awe every year and how they hype up this one day. And it's like the build up to it. And it is like, so I saw, I, I was in... Um, I was here during Christmas when 20 because COVID can't really do anything. Um, the hype towards it and then the day itself is just like dead. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always think that's so bizarre. It's like everyone's like Christmas, holiday, yay. And then it's like on that day, it's like everyone's silent. just at home. Everyone's just at home uh, and, having like Christmas breakfast and stuff like that. But then it's just done. But it's always before during like the eve and so on. I know and it's so bizarre like because um you would know like we celebrate raya and that's like okay we fast for a month and then and then we celebrate for a whole month that's a completely different experience for me because then yeah. my parents would force me to go out and go to people's open houses and like eat and eat and eat and then to the end of the one month of like you know raya idol fidri all right like we always celebrate during the time that we are supposed to celebrate like we like during Chinese New Year, right? We prepare, prepare um on the yeah. eve and so on. And then we, we really celebrate up during the Chinese New Year. But then them is like they prepare a lot of things and they usually celebrate everything on the eve. And then by then on the day itself, everyone's just rest at home and have their own um breakfast, which is okay. I mean I mean that breakfast that that they have on the Christmas day, it's very, very nice and stuff. But then after that, it's just like everyone resting at home, taking really naps. But I mean, it really explains a lot because like they really know how to take care of themselves. Like their self-mental health is really good. That that explains a lot. 
Yeah. Anyway, I realize we've talked a lot. And really, um, it was really good. It was really nice having you today. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else you kind of want to end off our podcast today? I think uh, we have talked. We have nearly covered a lot on the whole podcast, and it was really nice to have me on the podcast itself. And thank you, Isvin, for letting me to talk. I guess <laughs> to share my story. Yeah, but I think yeah, we covered a lot today, and I think that's all. But you know, um, if like there's any questions, I think you can always find me anywhere, yeah. <laughs> or you can just ask Isvin how to contact me and stuff like that. But it's really nice today. Yeah. Yeah, people can find Dennis on Facebook, Dennis Kong, K O N G. Yeah. If they're ever curious about his experience abroad, and if you're like a student who's like thinking, like a student who's finishing like college or um, high school, is thinking about or do like at this time for you, you were applying in like when you were form form four, sixteen, form five, form five. Form five. I can't yeah. remember for the life of me. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, he's available and you can talk to him. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a good day. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you.